Hi, I'm Fahad. This is the Narcissists. <laughs> the narcissists. Yeah. We give life advice whether or not we're qualified to do it. <laughs> we're not. Today we're talking about what causes a person to care so much about what others think. So I guess... Fahad, do you care about what other people think about you? Yeah, I do actually. I, yeah. I, I do quite a bit. Um, I hope not excessively. I think people act like you're not supposed to. Yeah. But I think it's but a it's pretty, undeniable that everyone does. Right? Yeah, I think it's a pretty like primitive, innate thing to care about, and there's probably a reason. It's like a feedback loop. Yeah, I think you could be in excess. Like you could be off balance. You could yeah, care too much. Because when you say the thing about, I think it's natural. Mm. I agree with that because obviously everyone like biologically needs to be accepted by their like tribe. Yeah, yeah. To essentially survive. Yeah. However, I think these days, like it's gone to another level like, as in I don't think back in the day people cared about what they looked like as much it's more about status and like you know having friends but now it's like every little thing about yourself you care about you know like cavemen wouldn't see how they looked in their reflection every day they're not worrying about that kind of thing no they, well I suppose but we have like evidence of hunter gatherer tribes sort of decorating themselves and their features and even like mm. tribes today that don't have much human contact they they do decorate the way they look. I think it does. It does matter. I think today, obviously, it's quite a bit more full on. Everywhere yeah. you see, there's people's faces heavily filtered and shit. And yeah, it's it's a little <clears throat> different. It's definitely gone to another extent. It's definitely gone to a bit of an extreme. I think that's why the question comes up generally, because there's like this sort of thing in your brain. It it detects how people feel about you and your standing yeah. in your social circle, right? Yeah. And that's okay, that's good, because sometimes you need that. But because of, I think, the way things are now, there's so much um, so much pressure to look a certain way. Yeah. It can get a little off whack. It is weird, isn't it? Because it's almost like, every, not everyone wants to look the same, but like it's, there's like one like gold standard of like appearance that's basically like driven by social media. Have you ever gone out, though, and seen someone and thought, like, they're different. They're so different. And yeah. it's cool, right? Well, sometimes I think it's cool, and sometimes I think, like, what what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I can see that that's really what they're going for, though. Yeah. So I always respect it when I like, see circle. someone wearing something so out there or whatever. Or, like, you know when people like decide to like shave half their head, dye it blue? Yeah, so that, that's what I'm talking about. It. Say someone's shaved half their yeah. head and dyed it, like, a rainbow colour on the other side or whatever. It's funny, though, because I think... Half of me thinks, Bears, respect that. <laughs> yeah, the other half of me thinks they must have been through some shit. Yeah, Do you know I what I mean? Think that. I always think that. But then they must not care what people... But they must but really care what people think. Because that seems like such a... Do you know what I mean? Like they must, they, it's, it's a bit of... It's quite a statement, that. It could almost be to the point where they've... Where they've gone so far to one extreme, you know, mm. that they've something's happened and it's pushed in the other way. Because that's when, when I say they've been through some shit. It's probably sometimes I guess sometimes people are just born like that and they actually just generally are a bit different from the rest of the crowd and stuff. I don't know. Why do you get the impression that? Because I get that same impression. Why do you care that they've been through some shit? Because I don't think you shave half your head and dye the other side blue. This isn't anyone, <laughs> this isn't anyone <laughs> particular, by the way. But I don't think you do that unless you're trying to say something to people again because you must know that's quite a striking appearance you must know people see that and think whoa yeah so you must be it's almost something. like a rebellious act though that's what i mean oh yeah that's that is and like no it. rebel rebels unless they've got something like 
they've got that something happened in their life that makes them so passionate about this thing. Yeah, so they're making they're making a statement. So in that sense, we do care about what people think because we present ourselves, make some sort of statement about us. Everyone cares what people think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it's particularly productive to say, oh, you shouldn't care about anyone thinks. Do whatever you want. But why is that a thing? Like, why is it that everyone cares so much about what other people think, but no one actually really talks that openly about it? And like, almost to the point where it's like em- embarrassing to care that much. Like, there's a fine line, and you don't. I mean, I know that I feel like this sometimes. Like, I want to look good but I don't want to look like I've made too much effort because I don't want people to know that I care yeah yeah and like that's like when you wear like a bit of makeup but like so it looks natural because then you're like oh if I put too much on it looks like I'm caring too much what other people think or like how it's like buying expensive joggers like you spend joggers (laughs) are a really casual thing but you spend loads of money on it yeah no I know I know exactly what you mean you don't want to look like you're trying to why why can't people just admit it I don't know I don't know you don't want to look like a sweat uh, you never want to seem like you're trying too hard anyway in anything, I think. I'd be more inclined to be like, yeah, I worked really hard on this essay. I don't care like if people think I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'd be more inclined to say that than be like, I've spent two hours planning this outfit. I want everyone to... to... I think because it would, if it was out of context and you wore an outfit that took you two hours to put together or whatever it was, or it was like really well put together, it would seem like the statement you're making is I'm trying hard to impress mm. despite the context not matching. And then it'd be a question of like, why is this person trying so hard to impress? It almost comes across a bit like either misunderstanding or somehow insecure and making up for it. Insecure maybe, yeah. But if someone turned up to lectures and they were wearing like a suit and they were a student, <laughs> it'd just be a bit like why are they doing yeah, that? Yeah, they know people are going to judge, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, me personally, like, it would take a lot for me to feel like, look at someone and really judge them. Like, especially when it's something like, like, I say they turned up to lecture in a suit, I'd be like, I feel like, lol, Faz. But like, I wouldn't, like, deep it, you know? Mm. Or, like, for example, like, the point I'm trying to make is that think people actually think people are caring about them a lot more than they actually are yeah do you know what I mean like, I'd yeah. be like lol fares but he's sitting there say he was embarrassed or whatever yeah and he's like sweating and he's really Again, worried not a real person but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and then I and then I've thought fares and then I move on with my life I actually don't give a shit yeah that's true that is true I wonder when people say that though is it because they're when someone asks that question, it's only because they want to do something, but they don't want to feel embarrassed for it. Like, remember when I wanted to shave my beard off? I was going to clean shave. <laughs> never been clean, sh- clean shaven. Mm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I should do it. And people were like, oh, you shouldn't care what people think. I think <laughs> to an extent, you really should care what people think because that's the only reason, that's what the outside of you almost exists for, it's what the people see. I think where I'm going with this is you should just be selective about the people whose opinion about what, you know, the way you are holds mm. value, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. If you listen to everybody generally. Yeah, then you're never ever going to satisfy everyone. Yeah, and also you'll end, you could just end up being a super generic, non 
yeah. specific that's sort the, of person. That's the risk of... Yeah, that, that's quite boring. I think that's I the think. risk of a lot of, like, social media influencers. Yeah, exactly. They all look the fucking same. Yeah. No offence, all of them. But, like... <laughs> But like a lot of All them the do these days. All listening to this podcast <laughs> right now. Turned off now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like... They do, yeah. And I think... And, but I do think like some... You get the odd person who does have something like <clears throat> a bit non-typical about them or whatever. And sometimes that really works. Like people love it. People love to see that because they think... If they I want to be yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, if they own it. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like if, if there is something atypical or something weird about someone, if they own that thing then yeah. it comes across quite endearing yeah. and sometimes charming it is, even, it is. Right? but yeah. when they don't then it comes across bad and it's it's to do with how how they handle it yeah and i think even personally like if you own it then it's a bit more it's a always lot, more attractive it's just better it? for you as well you stop feeling so weird about it yeah um i suppose that's because it's the message you're sending is that i'm all right with things is the way they are that like it comes across confidently yeah yeah well like, i think i think that like, in general with any flaw what could be determined as a flaw by some people or whatever mm. but like everyone's born with things that they don't <clears throat> they would rather not have or whatever mm. but once you've been born with it you've got it there's nothing you know yeah that you can do about it the only other option then is to just own it or like almost use it to your advantage yeah because i think it can become endearing it can become something that you can actually use to make yourself more attractive. Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's with everything. So let me ask you, like, if you if you were out and you saw a lad and you wanted to speak to him, mm. right, but all your mates were there, mm. would it be harder or easier to go and speak to someone in front of all your mates or would it be easier to do by yourself? Or, like, when your mates weren't in the vicinity at that point? Like, I suppose, imagine these two scenarios. In one of them, right, you're with your mates and they're, they're all the way are going to go and speak to this lad. And in another one, they're not, mm. and they don't know, and you go speak to them. Which one's easier? Or do you not think it's different for you? I think... I think it would be easy, easiest to have, like, one mate there. Oh, I see. Right. Because if I, I think I actually would find it hard if I was by myself. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think maybe if all my mates were there, it'd be easier. Only because... I don't... There's something about, like, being by yourself... And then walking up to them, and say you get rejected, and you're just like by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got like yeah, no one's seen, but that's why I think it'd be easier to be with one mate because then your mate will be like, oh, "That's all right." Whereas if all uh, your mates there, uh, obviously it's a bit like everyone knows that like, just. Be okay. <laughs> okay. But how much are they going to care? Right. I feel like in that situation, people would just be like, "Fez, that you did it. <laughs> that you did it." Do you know what I mean? So then it comes down to this thing. It's like depends who the person caring is yeah yeah so then it yeah. then makes a difference yeah because i was going to say if it's your close close mates and you got rejected in front of them i feel like i wouldn't care that much whereas mm. if it was like i was out with like people from our course or like name ju- names maybe <laughs> 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 i'm not that close to you and i don't really like <laughs> i had less ones than to see that i've just been rejected yeah i know what you mean see i think it'd be harder if there was a group of our mates there i'd, I'd yeah. get it'd be a lot more in my head uh, definitely if it was like one mate and i knew like we were close. Really? Then it'd be easier. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but not if um, not if it was a group. I think that get that get to my head. Even yeah. if I was good mates with them, the fact that there's a number of them would somehow it's make too it many different. People judging you. Yeah, but it's weird because I don't actually think they're judging. No, they're not. No, then probably more than anything, they're like in audience. awe that you would actually do it. You know. 
Yeah, probably. But there's <laughs> something about people, about having an audience and doing something like that, that's quite, that's quite scary, I suppose. Yeah. Do, do you ever get anxious speaking in front of a group of people? Like in school or anything? Like, would you comfortably speak in front of like our lecture theatre? Full lecture theatre? I know my voice would shake. Really? Yeah. Right, okay. But I don't think... I, I feel like for me, I... I think this took a while, but like nowadays, I actually, I do care a lot less what other people think of me. Right. But that's because I know the thing about if if you fuck something up, or you have a flaw, the mm. more you own it, the more it works to your advantage. Yeah. So like, yeah. if I was to speak in front of a group of people, and I did start stuttering my words, I would just move on from it. I think like, right. whereas sometimes that could throw people off, right? They start stuttering and then right, they can't, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then they can't yeah, catch sure. their words or whatever. Okay, so. You, you stand in front of the lecture theatre, you start speaking, your voice starts shaking. <laughs> My voice would shake and I don't know why, but it just does when I speak. Even though you're not that nervous? Yeah. Oh, fair. fair. Okay. I think that used to happen to me. Not that I've spoken in front of a large group in ages. Yeah. yeah in school, that used to happen to me. Yeah, but I've always been quite comfortable speaking in front of people. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Generally. Like, if I was... If I was to speak, like give a talk about something, a topic that I really knew a lot about and I was confident speaking about I think, I guess, the difference there is the topic that you really know something about versus asking someone out, there's there's a little more uncertainty. Like when Mm. you say it's a topic I really know what I'm talking about, that's because you know you can't really go wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then we ask someone out, it's like... It's up to them then how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you put yourself out there a bit more. But this is what I mean. So say you were with another group of people, you mm. went over, you asked someone out, say they did reject you. Mm. It never happened, but anyway. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but say they did reject you. No, it has actually happened to me. Um, I could go back and I, and like, the thing is, in that situation then, you could either go back and feel embarrassed and be like, it was really awkward. Mm. Or you can be like, you can almost like use it as a, <laughs> to make a point to your friends like and it's quite narcissistic of you yeah I know <laughs> but like I don't know like I I would actually even if I did get rejected I'd still want to encourage my friends to be like go on you can do that yeah because if all my mates did that in front of me and they got turned down I'd be like mate fair play for trying yeah you, I'd never look down on it but some people would but you know what I genuinely think if you were with a group of people and you went over to someone to speak to them and you got rejected mm. and you come back and someone starts taking the piss out of you that's on them right as in that's no, nothing to do with you. you that's them taking the piss out of you because they probably think well, probably I could never do that and, yeah, that's, yeah, and then now they're using that as like evidence of why I would never do that exactly you know? exactly and then it's, it's almost re-securing for themselves yeah to show oh yeah that's why I don't but do then this. if people don't have that mindset this mindset then do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. in their head, they'll be like, no, that'd be so embarrassing. I suppose I would never you, do that. knowing that about people, if that does happen, you could just say, oh, that's sort of their problem, really, that that's happening. It's, mm. it's not on you. Yeah. Then you have to actively think that rather than taking it personally. Yeah. I think it's rarely personal what people say to you. I know. Like, super rare. Even does when, anyone care enough to say yeah. anything personal? This is what I mean as well. Like, when I say, if I see someone out wearing something crazy, I most of the time I'd just be like, you know what, fairs. Mm. But I think, I think people that look at them and think, what the fuck are they wearing? All of this stuff. I think it's internal to them. Like, I think it's more of a thing where they're like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, so then, and then, and then they judge it. It's an element it. of that. Yeah. There I genuinely is an think element that. of that. But then also it can be an, an element of this is, 
this is so bizarre. Like, what am I looking at? And the thought of, can I pull it off, doesn't even cross my mind. I don't look down on it or think it's better than anything else or worse. Mm. The thought I tend to have about half-shaved blue-eyed persons is, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's not necessarily even negative. It's just I, I immediately think, what am I looking at? Yeah. yeah, this is so different. I wonder what this is. I think it's just confusing. It, it, it's, it's, that's literally what it is. It's just confusing. Yeah. You see people so much and they all look roughly the same as some other groups of people, right? That your brain probably just sort of filters it out. It's like, it's just noise that you see day to day. Mm. Or you see something that looks good and you think, cool. But then you see something so different, you think, why have they done this? I think that's the biggest thing, you know? That's the biggest thing you think is, why? Why are they shaved half their head? Mm. What is the answer? Yeah. There probably usually is an answer. There probably is, yeah. Uh, even if it is like, yeah, I went through some shit. <laughs> yeah. Or like, half the time it probably will be something like like that like oh went through that crazy breakup needed a change or like I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know why it, why you do associate it with someone who's been through some shit maybe because the ones we've spoken to have like the people I've spoken to that have done that sort of thing normally tend to have had it's very limited obviously being quite anecdotal very limited sample size but I still think it's probably uh like it still wouldn't happen like not everyone would still do that naturally that it's got to be something that was already in them to go yeah there. I, agree. Like, I agree like even if me and you had been through some shit you know what I mean like we still kind of comply with yeah, the I recently buzzed my hair off so. <laughs> I know but that's like but like buzz cut is a no common idea haircut seen, isn't it <laughs> no no I know <laughs> like it's not like you actually like dyed it green with red stripes right yeah. right I think that'd be cool though. <laughs> like, I almost considered bleaching it. But, you know what? I just I just thought about you bleaching it, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like actually, that would look pretty sick. So I'm I gonna it green look, it. I think it would look pretty sick. It actually would look sick. I, I was thinking of doing it because it's only a buzz, and it only takes like a week to grow back and yeah. buzz off again. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Right. Let's talk about because I was speaking to one of my mates about approaching someone that you don't know and speaking to them, mm. and he was like, I would would never yeah. never do that a lot of people would never do that i know how come you see do that, that that relates back to this question doesn't it of caring so much what people think that's almost like caring what you think that you could do that without anyone else there. it's still very intimidating it's, it's, it's yeah still, it's like an even, ego. even in a non-like um but as yeah you can just speak to someone just being friendly and, and talking to the person next yeah. to you like yeah or just like we were saying just making eye contact with someone smiling at the train station or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's hard. quite hard, yeah. <laughs> that's unreasonably hard. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard. Why is it hard? Like, when you think, when you really think about it, you just think, they're just another human being. They should not scare me. Yeah, literally. But I think, in the moment, you're like, it's your so brain's telling you so many things about why they are, actually, why you should be scared of them. It is actually intimidating for some reason. Like, to just look at someone and, like, catch their eye and pass in and smile. Yeah, it's quite hard to do. I think the biggest thing is but what are you scared? What what is like? Why is your brain telling you not to do that? I wonder if it's because you think that they're gonna think I'm weird, and I wonder if it's like as well thinking, am I potentially making them uncomfortable by doing that? You ever feel that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, as in, I don't want to make. The, I don't want or like striking up a conversation with someone, say on the train. Yeah. 
what if they're like, I really don't want to speak to anyone right now. And then you've put them in a position where they've got to speak to someone. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. I feel like that's just making excuses for something that you don't want to do. Because it still makes you slightly vulnerable. Like, you're starting a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're assuming that they are okay with speaking to you. Like, for some reason, they want to speak to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what if yeah. they just don't want to? But I think making yourself vulnerable is, like, probably talk more about this later, but when you put yourself out there and, you know, someone I want to talk to, someone not smile back at you or even look back at you or whatever, I think that's some of the best shit you can do for yourself. Like, that's, mm. that's what matters the most. I was reading about how, like, good human posture when you walk with, like, your chest out and your shoulders back, mm. from, like, an evolutionary perspective, it's quite bad for you because it puts you, it makes you tall, uh, high makes your center of gravity a bit higher mm. and it makes you more easily to knock over someone's to attack you mm. uh you'd be more easily knocked over and defeated in battle mm. right mm. but <laughs> when battle. you're yeah when you're hunched over right yeah. the typical like anxious posture when you're hunched over your shoulders are down your back's rounded your center of gravity is lower mm. and your body is actually in such a way that's how fighters like in the ufc mm. and box that's exactly what they do right if you saw someone doing that in day to day and their shoulders were over like this and their arms are sort of covering their face, be like, this is a very anxious, this person's quite yeah. scared, right? Yeah. Because you can't knock them over, they, yeah. they can protect their face, and they're quite well protected like Yeah, that. I guess when a boxer's in that position, they are literally like, in danger. Yeah, yeah. And someone who's just on the street walking like that. Right. Anxiety just, is just yeah, reacting to danger that isn't to there. Be in danger, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it, I think the way humans express, the more humans express vulnerability, like even in posture, when you stand up tall and mm. straight and you're making yourself vulnerable, mm. it emits confidence to everyone around you. Like, the act of making yourself vulnerable is, is, is expressing confidence, yeah. 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 Like, one of my friends was telling me um, he wanted, he, he fancied his girl. I was mm. like, oh, just, just message her or talk to her. Mm. And he's like, oh, I don't want to message her because then it's, it's going to be so obvious that I want to talk to her. Yeah. I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's and then, the point. Yeah. But like, when someone does approach like say someone approaches you or messages you yeah it, you do seem as confident because they've yeah, done that yeah. they put themselves in that even position. if you turn down still yeah. gassed on you still it still appreciate it <laughs> it's yeah, still yeah, great yeah, that yeah. it's happened yeah yeah you gotta respect it and the people that don't probably aren't worth stressing about anyway but it's just because you're saying like but if I message her she's gonna know I wanna speak to her mm. I was like I know exactly what you mean <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm sort of getting at it's yeah. the act of making it, even though it's a tiny bit, really, it's not that big, but um, making it a little obvious that you want to speak to someone, mm. make yourself a bit vulnerable. It does make you vulnerable, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It's crazy how all these little things make you feel can make you feel quite off guard. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty mad. I think it does make you vulnerable, which is scary. I think for some reason it is just naturally scary to be yeah, in that position. But like you actively have to change your mindset to be okay with doing it but then yeah, the yeah. More, and then the more you do it the less you actually have to actively think right you, it's okay do you yeah. know what i mean like, yeah, yeah it breaks down the barrier you actually see bit. that actually you're you will be fine yeah <laughs> but i know a lot of people that may or may not be listening to this right or like i've spoken to people like this and you, you'll you'll tell them and they might fully agree with what we're saying but it comes right down to it to take the actual actions really hard i think it's all well and good thinking it but you've got to put into practice like mm. I was reading in that, that book you gave me, actually. <laughs> it, it's not enough to just change your mind. You have to take steps 
that demonstrate to your mind that you yeah. are changing. Yeah, you've almost got to do the actions before your mind actually changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is actually really, really hard thing to do. It's very hard. It takes a lot of effort. Even a small thing like we say, like smiling at someone and making eye yeah. contact. Yeah, because really even tough. though we know that and we've spoken about it, I know it's still, still really don't do difficult. it. And if I don't do it for a while, I find myself like quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the less you do it, the less you get out of the habit. That's crazy. Do you think humans have always been like that? No. Do you think that's a recent? Surely thing? not. <laughs> I swear that. they used to be more sociable, right? How did my granddad pull? He, <laughs> he well, exactly. Have... Every fucking generation before us. Yes, yeah, since the start of time, the start of humanity. <laughs> Until like ten years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it feels. I don't and know now we're in this fucking us. deep dark hole where you can't even smile. Everyone's at anxious, like yeah. Although I don't think we have anxiety in the way that someone that actually has anxiety has anxiety. Yeah. We're describing like a much lower grade, like typical. Almost just like is imposed on. Pre- majority of the population. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is bizarre, though. <laughs> it is bizarre. I keep trying to break through it, though. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, why that came about, then. Because I don't know if... I don't think my granddad would have cared, really. Yeah. I can't and, imagine And you see it, like, old people are so much more, like, willing to speak Yeah. Well, to patients a will say all the time, like, oh, yeah, I used to chat to people on the bus all the time, now nobody talks. Yeah. Or, is that phones, or is that... Like, I don't think it's phones. What else could it be then? No, nah, I don't think it's because it's everyone's like, oh, it's social media. Of... I think genuinely. What you stop people like? Yeah, because why? Why would you speak to someone on the bus when you can sit there on your phone on Instagram speaking to people you may or may not know, with no like actual yeah, risk of actually, being vulnerable, yeah. and like, and the more you sit there and you get comfortable in that situation, yeah, it then yeah, becomes. Yeah. So almost so out of your comfort zone to turn to the person next to you to say hi, right? When you don't have to because you've got, you know, like a hundred people on your Facebook, exactly online exactly. ready to speak all, to you. All these fucking reels and everything, it's unlimited satisfaction. You don't need to do anything yeah. else. Yeah, even if you're not actually physically because if speaking nobody to had a phone and you're on a bus for people every single day and nobody had any sort of technology and everyone's you'd be bored. bored enough. That yeah, like, oh, I'm just gonna start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But now, why would you do that? But you now, have limited entertainment. Yeah, so it started with, I'm just not bored enough to speak to you. Right. But now it's like, no one can speak to strangers. Yeah. Without, yeah. like, at least a small bit of anxiety. And you reckon that sort of built up to the point of us just being, like, unable to smile at a stranger? Yeah. I sometimes think, though, being a tallish, largish man, part of it is, mm. I don't want to creep this person out. I, I, I don't want to weird this person out. I was going to say, to be fair, like I would, fi- I wouldn't find it hard or intimidating to smile at an old lady. So yeah, I think ooh, it depends. But you might, yeah, because of what yeah. you just said. I'd find it intimidating to smile at a young adolescent man, whether I fancy them or not. Yeah. Because it does, it maybe implies something that I don't want it to imply, right. or even if I do want it to imply it, do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. It's okay. still more vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm not, don't feel vulnerable smiling at like a mum, or a little kid, or an old lady. Right. Right, yeah, I know, I know. Cause I guess it's the implication behind it. You don't want to it. make the other person who comes... It is, but how well is that communicated? If I was an old lady, though, not that I'd know, but if I was, <laughs> and I was like, it was like 7 o'clock, it's quite dark, and I was walking back and I saw some tall unit of a human being. like that you? And they, yeah, <laughs> and they smiled at me. I think I'd feel somewhat relieved, like, rather than thinking... Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. But that's sort of what I hope they think, because yeah. otherwise I'm you know what it could, like... it could be like say they've had a bad experience. Right. They may might not find it like satisfying. Right. Okay. But if okay. they haven't, so I think you know. I think the next question would be like, what, what people would say when we tell them this is like, well, what would you just say? 
and we said before, like you go up to someone and say hi. Hi, yeah. That'd be fine. But um, in my head, I always feel like I can't go to someone and say hi. Right. And the reason I feel like that is because then my brain thinks, "What the fuck do you say after that?" <laughs> <laughs> like for me, hi isn't enough of a um, almost. I don't feel secure enough to say hi in case I don't know what to say next. Just, in my head, I just think like that just comes across a little weird. Like, just, hi. I have done it. Have I you? have done right, it. Okay. And the thing, the funny thing about it is that when like so much, you get so much adrenaline before you walk up to someone that you I fancy. Know, I know it's crazy. And say isn't hi. Walking up to the point, find, those steps up to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your heart's like fucking pounding. I know, I know. But the, I think the thing about that adrenaline is. The second you say hi, something will come to you. Really? Even if even if it's shit, you're still saying something. And like like for me, like I said to that guy, hi. He was like hi, and I was like, why do you always look at me and never speak to me? Like that just came out. And that, <laughs> that's an audacious like ballsy thing to is say. This, is this library person? Yeah. Right, okay. But like, I wouldn't have said that if I didn't have all so, that adrenaline so running through me. You didn't plan on saying that no. before the no. words hi came out. I didn't know what I was going to say. Crazy, crazy. I suppose you could trust it. Your brain is like evolved to be a super social <laughs> computer. Like you can trust it to do the right thing, I guess. I don't know if it was the right thing, but like something came out. I mean, it's between that and just like them saying hi back and you just staring at me like... <laughs> and then just staring at them like, okay, bye. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's the fear that I have in my head that I actually might have to yeah. say that. But... um. Like I find it so much easier to have something. It'd be something funny. It'd be like a story for plans. the podcast. Like, do you remember when you made me go say like, just go ask them what what you're drinking? Like, that's an easy thing to ask. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. and like I said, it's the implication of the. So if you go up to someone with the, what's the word like, the, plan to get something out of it. Like I'm gonna go up to this person, but I, by the end of it, I have to have their number. Yeah. That puts yeah. so much pressure on you. Yeah. That your brain will probably talk you out of it. Yeah. Whereas if you go up to that person and I have to go up to them and I need to find out what they are drinking, that's not that hard. Right. Okay, Once you found okay. that out, you can say to yourself, "Once I found that out, that's okay. I can, I can go. I can the, go the back to the is, bar and order that drink." It always be in the back of your mind. You always know really why you speak to that person. Yeah, but you break it down, makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Or even if you, whoever you're with, like your mate, you tell them, "I'm just going to go find out what they're drinking." Right. And then say you do go right, over, okay. you talk to them, they tell you what you're drinking. From there, maybe you do carry on the conversation okay. and you do eventually get their number. But if you don't, it's okay. okay. And I think if you tell yourself that before you go and talk to them, you'll find it so much easier. Right, right. I think it's if you go with all these like. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, really? Nothing. They could just be like, Fuck you actually off. like them. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. <laughs> and they ruin I, I your think, life. I think what people are afraid of <laughs> is the person just, I guess, just being like, just fuck off or like just being like really rude to you or I mean that has happened to me has it actually yeah and you know what it was peak and I felt a bit shit but then I thought they were definitely just having a bad day yeah or they're just fucking rude yeah like, exactly just so and that's bad. nothing to do with me no no that's such a poor reflection on them exactly yeah but did, did, were you upset by it yeah so I was actually in a club but I was completely sober right and I went up to someone and I can't remember what I said I think I asked them a question and then they just seemed really stressed right. and like really like angsty. And I think they eventually said like, I'm waiting, I'm trying to look, find someone. Oh, but they right, were rude okay. to me okay, okay. when I went up to them to speak to them. And like, exactly, it was nothing to do with me. They probably didn't even see me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they pissed as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. like, it, obviously it's still shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You never asked for it to go that way, but it's, it isn't that deep, and that is basically the worst that could happen. Yeah, definitely. And like maybe for some people, but when it goes right, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so worth <laughs> it's it. It's so worth it. And yeah. mostly, the the thing is, most of the time it will go right because you, no one gets anyone coming up to them to speak to them anymore. I know. So people are going to be like, you fairs, and they're going to yeah. even if they don't fancy, they don't like you. They, no matter what, you will still stay in their head because you did that. Yeah, plus you've built yourself up a little bit, I think. Like, you make, you ed- expose yourself to that feeling of being a bit vulnerable, being a bit anxious, and now you, you're much more tolerant of it. Yeah, And you're, exactly. you're able to handle it a lot better in future. And it's not even that, but like, if, if, you go, if you get rejected, like before your brain was telling you, don't go speak to them because you might get rejected, your yeah. brain's thinking this is the worst possible thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah. But then if you do it, and you move on and your life carries on exactly the same as it was before your brain realizes it's not such a bad thing yeah. especially if you learn from it like you said literally yeah, yeah. there's this thing like um a quick muscle analogy basically <laughs> when when you stretch to make yourself more flexible the underlying tissue is actually not becoming any stretchier or any longer like no muscle belly is getting stretched from you know you learning to do the splits uh what's actually happening is it's purely purely mental it's neurological your mm. brain becomes more tolerant of the pain signals that come in from that threshold of stretch to the point where you don't even really process it and then it lets you stretch further so because it's not scared yeah because it's not it's not worried about feeling that pain anymore because mm. it's increased its threshold so stretches don't make you like yoga and that sort of stuff it doesn't make you it doesn't lengthen the muscles or the tendons or anything like that um it's actually just your nervous system adapting to feeling that discomfort mm. and accepting it as normal. Mm. And I think the thing you were talking about being on the bus and being on your phone and stuff is we get it's such never little exposure. Yeah. yeah, There's no stretching going on whatsoever. It's lifting weights every day and never yeah, stretching. Yeah, so the tiniest <laughs> bit of stretch, like tiniest bit of movement really, yeah. is going to lead to instant discomfort. You no, know that's so true. Because I can see it. Like if you were sitting on the bus and you did make yourself smile at the person sitting next to you or even just be like, um, I like your jacket. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. so easy to say like that. Yeah. You will actually leave that bus feeling a bit more like, okay, yeah, who you else would. can I speak to? You would. And we've said before when we've like had a week or like a period where we've done that a little more, like mm. supposed to be more, you just feel generally more, more, more yeah, yeah, you want to do it more. Um, because I feel think, like you can. Yeah, you're not getting that like, as much anxiety from it. Yeah. I think one of the best feelings is being really anxious about something, doing it, and it, and at the end you're like, well that was just fine. Like, yeah. Nothing bad happened. What can I do now? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the things that yeah, really so scare me, I find that after I do them, it was like, oh, well, that was fine. Mm. That was all right. Yeah. It wasn't really an issue with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's actually a really good analogy for it, the muscle. The yeah, muscle yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, literally. There'll be at least one muscle analogy per episode, actually. <laughs> yeah, also, download push. <laughs> <laughs> download my app, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, and buy my paintings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This will slowly become an advertisement platform for the are two of us. We're not like... even talking about the question anymore, are we really? No, no, no. We could do another question. Um, should we talk about how important should enjoying your job be? Okay. That's peak narcissism because <laughs> we've barely had any jobs. <laughs> like, what... Or how important do we think it should be? From from a person enjoying who's not job. had a job yet. Right, okay. So we've had, we have had like basic jobs. We've had like uni jobs. Yeah, true, 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 yeah. And I have a a job, sort of. Mm. I run, I made an app, and I get revenue from that. And we're both going to be dentists. 
hopefully we'll both be yeah. dead. <laughs> hopefully soon. Well, to be fair, I had another job when I was at home, which was um, like a care worker for disabled kids. Okay. And I genuinely loved that job. Like, in all fairness, like my role was very low responsibility. Right. It was like turning up once, twice a week, like being like a helping hand. Okay. Um, but so like maybe I like it more because it had low responsibility, but yeah. it was rewarding at the same time. Okay. But I really enjoyed that, and like I always think like if I wasn't a dentist. That's what you do. Right, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, I don't know the the, the stressful side of it really. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I also not like it. So what was? Because obviously it could be can be stressful working with disabled kids. Like you've got to be on it all the time. Yeah. Was there anything about the job that you didn't like? Mm, I think my role, probably not. Okay. But like the people who were above me who I'd work with, like they would have to take kids to the side every so often, do like tube feeding right. and like that kind of thing. And like sometimes if something did happen with them, they need to know how to solve it. Like it's, okay. it's so responsibility. They okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And like sometimes I think with dentistry is that like, when it's good, it is really good. Right? Yeah, when yeah. you feel rewarded by it, it is worth, you think this is worth it, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, but, make your patients happy, so yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, this comes in waves for me, but like sometimes I think, do I want to feel this much like stress and responsibility yeah. imposed on me by a job that I've chosen that, you know, like how much is it serving me to feel this? Yeah, 100%. And I think, like in my opinion, when, when thinking of a job, or any long-term commitment, like mm. a relationship even, I think people don't look at the negatives enough. Like, people think, I'm really passionate about this, or I really like this. And I think that's really good. Mm. Um, you have to, on some level, you have to enjoy what you're doing, I think. Yeah. But really what you're saying when you commit to something is, am I willing to commit to deal with these problems indefinitely? Like, yeah. am I okay solving these problems? Yeah, because no matter day? what you do, you're going to have problems. Yeah. You're going to have that's stress. That's your day-to-day. Yeah, you're that's gonna your day-to-day. You're going to deal with these stresses and these problems. There's no job, I think, that doesn't have stresses or problems. There's mm. no relationship that doesn't have stresses or problems. There's no long-term commitment to anything yeah. that requires yeah. any form of thinking about that isn't going to have issues. Yeah. I think people really I mean, really it's not even about, worth it if it doesn't have Yeah, literally, stress, literally. It? So I think it, it should be thought about, like, here's a job with some problems stresses that i'm willing to deal with indefinitely and then if you go from there and you think and it pays well and i like doing it a bit that's fine the, the thing with liking a job is because i've never done something for like 10 years yeah yeah i don't know if i can like something for 10 years that's, i know i don't like <laughs> right now in my realistic. head the way i see dentistry is like I'm almost giving myself like an ultimatum where I'm like, okay, well you can do it for like five years and see how you feel because yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like I don't yeah. want to give myself the pressure of, yeah, graduating and you've got to do this job for the next 45 years. Yeah, literally. Because what if I don't want to? Like life's too short to be like... Um, Peak, I've committed to this now. And yeah, like this is the only thing you're going to do in your life because you spent five years that you need to do it. Yeah, five literally. years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Literally. For 45 years of being unhappy in a job. Yeah, definitely. I think though we're in a bit of like a, a spoiled position because dentistry is such a good job. I know. And loads That's of people the thing. are kill you know, would kill to get into it. I know. Um, and we say that, you know, it's really, really hard to get into the course. Yeah, and this is what I was saying to my friend the other day is that even though we both feel sometimes we talk about it, do is this what I wanna do? Like do I wanna be a dentist? I think if we were in some other type of job, 
Can we close that? The sun's in our eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, is this the job we want to do? Um, like, I, like, am I going to be happy doing this job? However, if it was a course that we were doing for a different job that was like not as oh, like well sought after as something like a dentist, like with dentistry, you know, you're always going to be in a job, you're yeah. always going to be needed, yeah. always going to be paid well that that makes it so much harder to think actually i'm gonna sack this off like if i was like no offense to anyone but like, say i was doing like something like <clears throat> journalism or god <laughs> i didn't journalism. know <laughs> disgusting not that, no no but like just something that's like you don't always know where you're going to end up yeah, with that yeah, degree yeah then maybe you could think maybe this isn't worth it if i don't enjoy it yeah but with dentistry it, it, it is more worth it, it technically it's very worth yeah. it i think yeah yeah, the working hours good, you get paid well. Yeah. It's a pretty rewarding career. It yeah. can be stressful, obviously, but I, I don't know if we... It's harder to walk away from it is much once harder. you've got it. It is much harder. I'm not necessarily against... Um, well, I, I personally wouldn't, but I'm not against the idea of having like a stable nine to five where you just get on with it, you get paid an all right amount, you have your holidays and you play your Sunday league football and you know you crack on with your family. <laughs> and life. Like, I don't think that's an entirely bad thing. No. But for me, I'll, I always think, what what's the progression in this thing? Because I know for a fact, mm. I can't do the same thing for a long time. Yeah, I I know I'll need to change and that's the thing. Like, change upwards, hopefully. Yeah, because you you'd like to think that I can do that job nine to five, and then do all my other like side things that I like. Yeah, yeah. However, a nine to five job five days a week is a lot of your life. It is. It's yeah. a lot of your life. Yeah, it is. Whereas if it was something that like, like for me, like I know that when we were in lockdown. We obviously didn't really have anything to do. Mm, that was too much. I, I didn't like that. But I like I didn't like it for the first couple of months. And as I got into the routine of it, I found I discovered so many things, just small things that weren't like you never really. We probably would find it hard to make a job out of them, like just right. reading books, like yeah. reading poems, like doing yoga, walking in nature. Yeah. Just little things like that, and they actually seem to give my life so much meaning. Okay. So, say if I was to have a nine to five job that I didn't really love mm. or like, but I had the time to do these things, I reckon I could get enough meaning out of my life. Okay. But this is what I mean, like a nine to five job five days a week, you don't actually have the time to do that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's like when we were on placement, that was nine to five, and it's crazy how little time you have. Yeah, when you're nine yeah, to you five. don't. Like even if it's fifteen minutes of traveling or whatever, it properly takes it out of you. Yeah. Um, I read this thing from. Mark Manson, and he said, you need to make a list, a, a way to think about it is make a list of every single thing that you like, uh, everything that you like doing, right? Mm. And it can even be, you know, crap things like playing games. Yeah. Right? And then of those things, select only the ones that contribute back to society or give value to someone else. And then see how you can possibly monetize those things, mm. right? Which yeah. ones can you, maybe you can teach them or maybe yeah. they, you can charge for them, whatever, and that's how you'd find the best thing to do for you. Yeah, now, of course, and you find meaning in that. If yeah, you're giving back, yeah. it's always going to be you meaningful. You like do it, but it's yeah. got to be stuff that you've always liked doing, right? Like it's got to be something that it's not your, it's not just the most recent thing that you feel like. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is nice this week. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that for everything. Like yeah. I like playing the guitar, but I'm never going to make money from that. Um, and I know a lot of people like, for example, playing football, like most of the yeah, country. Yeah, that's even... Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, 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 the first thing you go to is kids' guitar. Like yeah, for me, I, suppose, art, yeah. I could. You know what, though? I genuinely think, like, in my head of 
like a list of jobs that I could do if I don't want to do industry anymore. Mm. And art teacher's up there, yeah, but uh, you, way up there. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah. Don't talk that for, yeah. Because I know that I I know that I like teaching. Right. Like when I even taught, like my friend how to draw. Mm. Like it was like one hour of just teaching her how to draw, and at the end, like she actually came out with something that was pretty decent, even right, though she right. thought, thought she was absolutely shit. That I found that rewarding. Right. And if I was doing that for little kids and like, especially with kids, like. I know that, like, typically when you get taught art school, probably like sixty percent of the kids don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they just mess around. That's yeah. their class where you mess around, whatever. And like, I'd fully it's accept that. Be more than 60. Yeah, you're not. I'm not going <laughs> to force you to, to like painting if you don't like painting. Yeah. But there will be. Yeah, it's probably like eighty percent, ninety. But like, there will be a couple of kids in that class that actually really, and that because that was me. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, actually yeah. sit there and they want to be good and they want to try. Right. You concentrate on those two. And if they go on to love art and do art and teach more people art, yeah. you've done your job. Yeah, definitely. And like some people don't see it like that. Like my friend from home the other day was saying that she's been teaching people um, in like refugees English. That's it. And um, she has really enjoyed it. And obviously that must be mega rewarding. Yeah, that's got to be, yeah. However, she feels like for her, like she likes that social work side of things, mm. but she wants she wants to make change on a bigger scale. Right. So for her, that's not enough. Right. Like she now wants to go on radio and like you know voice opinions that way. Yeah. Whereas for me, I that think I think if I change three people's lives, be enough for me. Yeah, I mean, well, today with like the internet and stuff. Yeah. You really yeah, can like whatever this thing that you on on your last list of things that you like doing, you can admit that to. I mean, it's very, very, very difficult to but. Potentially, you could reach thousands, millions of people, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah. you could teach in person, or you could like. I know. That's you could just make a YouTube channel that could blow up, or things like that. I think on the flip side of what you're saying, though, a lot of people might have things like they're good at art, or they're good at like some music, or like some niche skill, but they never think to monetize it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are sort of sleeping on really good yeah, uh, avenues, really rewarding work. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the fear of it as well. Like it's easy to stay in nine to five where you know you're getting. Yeah. Secure money. I think another positive of our like work that we don't talk about, like dentistry, is you could easily work three days a week. I know. And a lot of people do that. That's what I'm and saying. You could yeah. just teach on the other days or you could draw. That's what I mean. Like the do the pleasure that I found in lockdown of just enjoying little things. Yeah. Little like little things, just watching films like brought me so much joy. Right. That like that that is a benefit of dentistry because I can work two days a week and I can do those things. Yeah. Whereas if I say I quit my job dentistry yeah. say I quit yeah. still got to make money yeah. so say I become an art teacher I'm going to have to work five days a week right yeah and I wonder if it's it being a job would make it different like yeah. if it was your yeah that's the other risk yeah yeah. like and this is what I mean no matter what job you're going to be in it's going to be stressful at points it it's going to be rewarding yeah, for at sure. points for sure but yeah. 100% you're going to have issues you're going to have stress you're going to have problems yeah um, and I think it comes back to like you might not have a boss even in what you do, but you always, you've always got Jimmy Carl's on a podcast and he said like, whatever you end up doing, there's always someone to serve. Like mm. if, even when he's, he's saying, I'm a comedian and I don't work for anybody, but I sat- satisfy the audience. The audience, like, yeah. They're kind That's what he's of working visible. for, really. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And mm. I, I... That's so true. So, so for my app that I run, I don't, I don't have anyone telling me what to do. It's all, you know, I work with someone, but it's my idea and I get to do pretty much whatever I want. Mm. But when someone or a group of people email in and they're like, this isn't working, or I don't like this, I've paid, that is stressful. Mm. That, that is quite a lot of pressure. I have to react, I have to do something about that. Yeah. And it's not like it was when, when I first started the project in lockdown, I was making like sketches and it was like, 
I was changing it wildly and having all these ideas. It's morphed quite a bit. But I will say, I've done, you know, I've worked in a pub and I've been doing this for five years, but this is my fifth year. And it's quite a different feeling working on the app. It's quite a different feeling building this company, like making designs and, and coding and stuff, because I can work for six hours or seven hours and I can even forget to eat. Mm. And I'm still doing that think, two yeah. years on. Uh, I reckon that's a sign that that's what you should be doing. It's flow, I, isn't it? I feel that way as well, yeah. I'm, I can very easily get into the zone. I can come up with some good ideas. Yeah. And it is very satisfying. Yeah. But it's not like, when I was younger, I thought, if I have a job I, I enjoy, I'm never going to be stressed. I'm never going to be tired. <laughs> like, I'm going to be smiling throughout the whole day. It's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that's the thing. Like it's that, not yeah. like even when you had stress this week. Yeah, it was very stressful. But, I didn't like it. But, but that's what I mean. You have to choose what stress you want. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you're feeling that much stress for a job that you actually don't give a shit about. That would be so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and loads so... of people are in that situation. Yeah, I mean, imagine working that hard for someone else who then makes all the gains from that and you just get paid your regular salary, yeah. this job that yeah. you hate, and it, that would be gutting. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But that is the reality of like, yeah. the vast majority of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's such yeah. an easy position to find yourself in. God. So what do you do if you're in a nine to five? What do you do? You just stuck there? Because a lot of people, like, if you go online, people are just like, quit your job. I think that's shocking advice. I think, really? Yeah, I don't think that's very, I don't think that's very practical. I don't think it takes into account what it's like for those people to Yeah, especially if you've got other people depending on you. Yeah. Like, in my mindset right now, I'm like, young, like, no one's depending on me. Technically, I could do whatever I want. This is very narcissistic. As soon as I had a kid, I can't just quit my job and decide like let me see if art works out you know yeah you yeah you really can't yeah you know what i mean we're talking mm. about stuff that we've no idea what we're talking <laughs> about like, i know we're so out of our depth we just want to see what we thought in 20 years we're like well we were fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> oh right. should, we, yeah. should we wrap it up there yeah um yeah. okay well should, should we make it a goal this week to smile at strangers yeah i was gonna say that before right okay let's yeah. do it let's do it let's try and then we'll put like oh, should we so. should we set like a quantity of people we need to smile at or just right okay um i think one a day is a good amount one a day All right. yeah one a day then for one week one a day for a week fine okay until next time yeah okay cool okay right. one one a day for the rest of our lives Okay, <laughs> for a week for now. Yeah, that's yeah, how it goes. Realistic right. goal setting. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, send us questions so we can answer them. Send us questions. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite excited to get real yeah. questions. Yeah, from so this is the pilot episode, so like we made up the questions. Let us know what you think. If there's any, you know, alterations that we can make or anything you want us to talk about or elaborate on. Yeah. 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 And please send questions. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>